everybody. Welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back, everyone. Guess what it's time for? It is time for a real extra. Real extra! <laughs> We're, oh, God. You know Jesus. I'm going to do it. Oh, Lord. I always do it. It's tradition. We are going to be talking about the new season of Umbrella Academy. Yes, indeed. Netflix came out, gave us a new season, and I'm going to tell you this right now. It was way better than the first season. <laughs> I do have to say, I, I know it's kind of the bandwagon to say that this season is better than the first season, but it it was. It like, was! It unarguably was. Like, it's it's hard to argue for the first season. And the first season was great. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying the first season was garbage or anything. But there's just levels of complexity and depth to this season. Oh, yeah. Um that I don't feel like it's been a long time since I've seen the first season, but I don't feel like they were present in that first season. No, I can see that. Um, the first season was so wrapped up in getting to an antagonist. Right. And building that tension and between the family and like the 10, like the, the father's presence was so much of a big point that it was just very constricted on like what it could do character development wise. Right. And I feel like we got a lot more development, but also freedom of the characters in this one. I can see because that. Because they were kind of left to their own devices. Yeah. And so they got to really show who they could be and what their motivations were and what sort of things concerned them. Um, as opposed to being just so centrally focused around like, Oh no, now I'm thrust back into this family and I don't like it and here's why I don't like it and stuff like that. Yeah, they didn't have to, you know, go down the like origin story fast track that kind of like constricts what you're able to do and show. Like you have to fit, you know, 20 some odd years into like one season, whereas this one fits like a month into a season. And I think one of the things too, that made the season so much more enjoyable, which could be a selfish thing, but I like to smile and I like things that make me happy is that every single one of the characters felt like better people. Yeah. Like I felt like, because you root for them because they are the protagonists, but in season one, they were all such kind of crappy people. <laughs> they There was definitely like, a tonal Ugh. shift between seasons season one's kind of like apathy right and yes. like and uh dysfunction was like the central motif and you know in this one they were it was about connections and it was about family and it was about like the people we bring into our lives and right. how we affect them for better or worse and you know the family dripped all, like it was the theme of this season you know every character good or bad was dealing with some sort of family thing and i think that's really cool like i think that really led it to be more uplifting like you said yeah. where it's more about these connections and these interpersonal relationships and it's less about like avoiding things or trying to i mean literally the first season is kind of summed up in vanya's arc right where they right. were like she had potential and they were muting that they were diluting that and like keeping it down, you know? And that was right. first season 
like these people had potential connections and we saw glimmers of those like the dancing sequence in the house and stuff um but it was it was so muted and there was all that tension because of the family and their turmoil and their hardships and their relationship with their father and stuff like that that i just think it it you know it it lacked a lot of that really like uplifting positivity um wherein i think this one picked up the slack of that I you know agree. to give you a quick summary um quick idea of what this new season brings without spoilers without spoilers uh just to wrap up on the first season we follow the family as they uh come back together uh at the death of their father the family is of course the umbrella academy they are seven uh children born with special powers that were bought up by old mr hargraves a rich eccentric man uh in the realm of science and he trained them to be a superhero team. One of them died in the field, Ben. Um, so we're left with just the six remaining uh, kids um, with their own various powers. And we meet them when they are adults going to this funeral uh, for their dad. Like I said, there's a lot of tension. Um, one of the main story arcs follows Vanya, uh, who is... The one kid with no powers. So we think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we follow that along. Vanya eventually realizes she does have powers and that she's been basically abused by this family who was, uh, her father was actually scared of her powers. Um, she goes on to be a full rage monster, monster of symphonic fury. Epic and, proportions. Um, <laughs> Where we last left them, they had she had sent an energy beam into the moon, blowing it up, and a large asteroid was falling onto Earth and was going to cause the apocalypse. Doomsday! Yay! So in a rash attempt to save everyone, five, whose ability is teleportation, uh, decided to thrust everybody through time to try to save their family. We the, open in the new season yeah. where everyone's kind of landed in different times um, in a roughly three-year period, and they've all landed in the same place, which happens to be 1960s Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. And we kind of kick off the season finding out that, uh-oh, looks like Doomsday's happening again. What will all mis mischievous team do now? <laughs> yep. So we come into the story with them all spread out. Um, five is the only one who's really like trying to get everyone together. They're all kind of doing their own thing because they've been there for a while. And five was the last one to show up. Um, and he uh, is trying to stop a doomsday that's happening in what, like three days. So it's got like a nice little clock on it or like a week. Something week, like that. I think, yeah. 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 Um, and then we, like I said, we just get to see these characters that we, built up in the first season left of their own devices. They're dropped into a mysterious time. Here's where they ended up. Here's the sorts of things that they're attempting to do. Um, to give a quick recap while we're at it of who these people are, uh, we have number one is Luther. Mm -hmm. uh, his whole thing is super strength. Uh, he lived on the moon for a while and was injected with ape. DNA and now has like a big gorilla body. 
I don't. Number two is number two, Diego. I think number two is Diego because I think that's a point of contention. He can alter the course of projectiles, so he throws knives and can curve them a la Wanted style. But we also see him do some other like really cool stuff with this, uh, with this power. Um, number three, I don't know. They're Allison. Okay, number three is Allison. Uh, she has the ability to quote unquote rumor people. She says the phrase, I heard a rumor and then something about somebody and they immediately do it. So I heard a rumor. You took your pants off. You would take your pants off. It's a mind control <laughs> thing. Uh, there's a lot of fan theories around her that the I heard a rumor thing is just a way of her focusing her powers. Very like X-Men like. Yeah. And so that she can make sure that she doesn't say something like you're stupid and accidentally mind control somebody into being stupid. Um, Number four is Klaus. Number four is Klaus. Klaus has the ability to hold seances, quote unquote, where he can commune and ask favors from the dead. Though he literally works with ghosts. And he's actually being followed around by Ben. Who is number six. Who is number six. Um, Who has like some sort of inner dimensional portal with tentacles yeah, in his he's stomach or something. the horror. Yeah. <laughs> the few times we see him, it's just like tentacles and destroying people and eating people and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then, of course, number seven is Vanya. Yep. Number seven is Vanya. She's the one with no powers, but we actually find out that she has the power to manipulate sound waves and create large bursts of energy. Um, she's Do actually very, like, cool stuff. at her high end, she's very, like, Dr. Manhattan. She very can actually, much so. Like, deconstruct things and probably something to do with vibrations. And then of course we have five um, who has a very storied history um, and has the ability to teleport, which he actually finds out is him stepping out of time and space. And he eventually uses that to actually time travel, uh, but it results in a lot of wonky stuff. Correct. There's your umbrella Academy. Like we said, we find these uh, characters thrust into the 1960s in Dallas, dealing with a lot of different things. Um, For those who don't know what sort of important things happened in 1960s in Dallas, uh, a certain president was assassinated. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is actually a central focus of this story, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Uh, There's also kind of a side plot that goes on um, with the bad guy of the first season, um mm-hmm. the what is, what is she called the handler the handler yeah. um and i got to say i'm here for her costuming <laughs> can we please give an award to the costumer yeah, wow. of just of the handler because yeah. it it's on fire <laughs> but yeah i uh, i mean if you haven't watched the first season definitely watch it um even just to get to this season, this season was crazy good. One of my favorite things that I've watched. Uh, it was just start to finish exciting and gripping and compelling. Uh, there was, you know, some new antagonists, but for the most part, it was just things we were already familiar with. Um, and the, you know, 1960s backdrop in the South is a nice little bit of very current topics that we can talk about very relevant um yeah and it's it's it was just good it was uplifting it was funny um you felt for these characters and they were all excited to see each other and they were all excited to be with each other 
And if I had to pick a favorite thing, I think my favorite thing would be um, what they did with Vanya. Yeah. I was really worried that, uh, so without spoiling too much, Vanya loses her memory in this whole thing. You'll find a, I mean, you pretty much find out about that, like, right at the beginning. Um, due to certain circumstances, she forgets everything that happened from yep. season one. Um, and so as she starts meeting people and reconnecting with her family, there's hints dropped to her that her family members aren't expecting her to react very well to reconnecting. Yeah. And so her having amnesia, she's very confused about this and she's concerned about this. Like, why aren't these people? But then ultimately things get explained to her. Things get, you know, she figures out who she is, who she, who she is, who she are, who she is. Um, I don't know why that is. <laughs> who she is. Um, you know, her memories come back, but even before that, she just has details that her family members gave her. And I was really worried that a central part of this was going to be, I remember everything. How dare you treat? And then it was going to be like, oh, look, Vanya's mean again. Right. But it ultimately became like, a redemption story, right? She was sorry for her hand in everything that happened up until the portal. And the family was sorry for their part, for their part in everything that happened in their lives for treating her that way. Kind of getting um, to know her family without knowing her yeah. family already gave her a better foundation. They had this, when it all comes back, they together. had this blank slate to build apologies on. Yeah. Because it wasn't immediately like, I'm angry at you and I'm mad at you. It was, we are sorry, we want redemption. And there's a lot of really great just bonding moments and redemptive moments centered around that character uh, that I think are just some of the more like emotive moments of this whole thing uh, and are really, really just worthwhile. Um, but I mean, everybody, all the characters have these great kind of like moments that show real depth and show real like evolution of their characters um yeah i think my favorite if i had to pinpoint a favorite thing about this season it's probably ben's story arc yeah. um like we said ben yeah. is attached to klaus um only klaus can see him only klaus can talk to him but ben is there all the time and that's such a sticking point for him because he's always alone with Klaus trying to get Klaus to have everyone else acknowledge that he's there and Klaus kind of like keeps him to himself. Yeah. And it's just an interesting transition showing through the season, like how Ben grows, how Ben feels, yeah. how Ben sees his relationship with his family being so isolated, his relationship with Klaus and the actor who plays ben i'm trying to remember his name um but he is fantastic in what he does justin min he kills it like he does slay yeah. it's so good like it he's obviously not as present as the other characters because he can't be because when you have them conversing amongst themselves he either can't really say anything he can't really interact with them but I feel like that in and of itself makes the role that much more challenging. Mm -hmm. So when he is present, like making sure that he is a presence, making sure that 
you know, he has an emotional impact. Yeah. It's incredibly powerful. And I think he does a wonderful job. And there's discussion or, you know, without spoiling anything, there's stuff that he might be in the next season. Yeah. And yeah. um and have a bigger role. And I'm so here for that. It was very good. It it allowed certain characters that didn't get because the first season was very Luther Vanya heavy. Yeah. You know, it Klaus had his whole thing going on. Um, and he has a very impactful moment, like when he gets sucked into like the Vietnam War and stuff yes. like that. Um, like that was a big turning point for Klaus as a character, and I love Klaus. Like, and that actor just kills it, and I want to see him in everything. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it felt very Luther, Luther, v, Luther X Allison, and then also Vanya were yeah. like the main focal points, and I feel like in this. In this particular season, we got a lot more development from Diego. We got to see a lot of who Diego is and him yes. really like breaking down things that were introduced in season one um, about his like hero complex and his, you know, fruitless journey to try to prove himself to his dad and stuff like that. Right. Those really came to a head here uh, in this season. And I think five, honestly, in my opinion, had one of the biggest journeys through this season. Because yeah. he spent most of the last season just being being five, like being that character, old man stuck in a kid's body, yeah. very like paranoid and very like gruff and brash, you know? Right. And I feel like he got a lot of extra levels and extra layers in this. I agree. In his interaction with people like Vanya uh, and people like Diego and his family as a whole. Um I just think it was cool. I think I think it was really super cool, and it expanded the lore a little bit too. Um, you know, again without spoiling stuff, but there's more information about these like mysterious kids with powers and stuff um, that got developed upon. Uh, there were some really great, weird reveals, very yeah. strange surprise twists, and I feel like the ending was very satisfying. And still leaves us with a cliffhanger. Yeah. So I am so excited for season three. I agree. Like they did an excellent job of making sure that even though everyone, it, you know, while our characters, like our primary leads, felt like more satisfying to watch, like more more unified and kind of fleshed out as a whole, yeah. I feel like they did not stop the like weird surprises and and things like that. I never felt bored or like. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know exactly sure. what's going to happen because the minute you're like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. You didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree wholeheartedly. So definitely check this one out. Um, it is on Netflix, so it's easy peasy for you to get an idea of it. Um, it's 100% worth it. It's easily one of my favorite shows that I've caught on Netflix. I admittedly haven't watched much. Um, I don't watch a ton of TV stuff unless I'm going to talk about it on here, but, um, <laughs> no, this was crazy good. This was just super duper good. So, uh, highly recommend everybody check this out if you get a chance and it's what it was only like 10 episodes. I think it was, I think it was 10. I think this yeah. one was shorter than like the Marvel ones, which used to 11. be like 13. I think this was like 10 episodes. So it's like 10 hours, you know, you binge that in a weekend if you want, or you can spread it out. Um, and get a lot out of it, but uh, highly, highly recommended, and I'm really excited to continue to see more from this series. Uh, and if you haven't read the books, definitely pick the books up. 
Uh, I haven't read them, honestly, uh, so I don't know what the differences are, but I've heard that they're at least significantly different to be pleasant. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be their own sort of thing. So it's not like you're just getting the story again and it's redundant. You get like a fresh take on it. Something um, new. Which I think is exactly how things should be, I think. I agree. You know, once it translates to a different medium, it should be significantly different enough so that you're not just getting the same thing again. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of fans would disagree with me, but I don't care. A that's how it should be. <laughs> if we want to have a rich culture, that's how it should be. So uh, any last words? Um, any last words? Any final thoughts? Oh, geez. Um, my, <laughs> any last words? My last words are, uh, if you haven't listened to our real extra of the first season, you should definitely go check that out as well. Um, it's actually part of a grouped episode. It was back in the yeah. olden days the when, old we school days when we had multiple segments in an episode. No real plan for how to do this podcast. <laughs> we made it up as we went along. Uh, but I recently posted that on Facebook and Twitter, so definitely go and check that out if you haven't heard that already. Um, we also have a ton of other real extras up on our website, coverbypodcast.com, so you can, you know, find all of the things that we've watched and then listen and agree or disagree with our opinions on said things. Um, we'll have another episode coming up this weekend on Saturday, a standard episode. Sorry we didn't have one last weekend, but unfortunately there just wasn't a whole bunch to talk about. So true. We, we figured this would hold you over in the meantime. Um, but yeah, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Coverview Podcast, and I think those are my final words. Yeah. I second it. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> cool. Uh, so yeah, we will catch you for the next episode. We'll have an episode coming out this weekend on the comics that happened. I know we didn't have one last weekend, but honestly, there weren't that many comics that came out. Um, so keep an eye out for that, and we will see you for the next episode of, of Cover, Cover B. B. Bye, y'all.